At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in as we roll on hour number three of VSIN Bet Center on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas. Back alongside Ben Wilson. We've got a lot we're keeping track of, and we will continue to on our in game betting portion of the show while also previewing week eight in the National Football League. First, quick updates from Columbus, where Ohio State had a brief scare, Jeff. Potential touchdown down the sideline on third and five for Penn State, trailing by six with six minutes to go. But uh, John Lovett was. Uh, out of bounds. Did not reestablish. Illegal touching. Sadly. If you're a Penn State backer. It was, it was, it was, it was obvious. obvious. It was, yeah, it was, it, they, the refs got it right. It was definitely an illegal touching. The refs in the Big Ten? Yeah, they got something got right. right. Hey, really? look, look, after, after what, I, again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not blame the refs for results guy. I'm just blame the refs for not being any good at their jobs guy. There's a difference. Um, <laughs> Michigan today, again, they stopped playing defensively in the, in the latter portion of the second half. Harbaugh was a little too conservative here and there. They got what it deserved. But the fact that there was not pass interference on that fourth down play late in the game was absolutely insane. And just a horrible miss by the Big Ten crew in that one. And that's, a, again, that game is a playoff-changing potential result. Like, Michigan goes from having to win out and needing help to even have a potential shot at a playoff berth who, if they win that game, they win out, they're absolutely it. That, look, that was a big development from today in the college football world. This could be a development if Penn State is able to win, but Ohio State will have the ball back up six with six minutes to go as a 19.5-point favorite. Another big like, pseudo storyline today, as our, our friend uh, Trip Tepper reminds us on Twitter. Uh, Auburn now controls its own destiny. So. No, they don't. They're not putting a two-loss team in. <laughs> you don't think? No, I don't think. You don't think so? I, you know the. What if they beat, uh, if they beat an, Alabama it's a, and they beat Georgia? It's an interesting case because they will have then beaten Alabama and Georgia back to back weeks. I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing them putting the two loss team in. We've already seen, I, again, Auburn's wins would be more quality than the two loss Penn State team that made, made that that won the Big Ten but missed the playoff. I just have a hard time seeing them putting a two loss team in. Period. This year, unless if we get all sorts of craziness. But look, Auburn's Auburn's a legitimate top 12 team. There's no arguing that anymore. I know there are a lot of questions going into the year of how good that team is. That team is, team is legitimate top 12 for sure. Should be top 12 in this rank in the rankings this week. 
I mean, if they've somehow beat Alabama and Georgia, we're at, it's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it becomes a very interesting conversation at the very least. Again, Tuesdays when we get our first college football playoff official ranking, so we will have more to, to break down then. For what it's worth, I, I think the whole discussion is moot because I think you're losing next week. Next week, yes. not even not even yes. until uh, until the yeah, I think they're losing next week. for uh, for for Auburn. Uh, one other update before we get into our NFL previews: bottom of the seventh. In Atlanta, Astros 2, Braves 1 right now. Christian Javier, who was a starter, turned reliever for the Astros, he is now in the game and pitching. Uh, gets the first out and is ahead 0-2 on Dansby Swanson. Astros were about a buck ten, a buck fifteen, depending on where you looked in the market. Minus 300 live in-game total. Still 5.5 with some heavy juice now to the unders. So we'll let you know if anything develops there. All right, Jeff, you ready? Week 8. Go ahead, let's NFL, do NFL, how are we already here? It's week eight. Almost, more, uh, next week, we will be heading to the halfway point. For some, yeah, right? Middle, like Tuesday of next week will be our technical halfway point somehow. Well, remember, we've got 18 weeks with, now. With the, with the, yeah, with the 17 games. Yeah, I, know yeah. Eight, I, know eight, I know it's hard. Oh, by the way, let me just... I talked about the baseball. Dansby Swanson up and out. Bang! Solo homer off of Javier on an 0-2 pitch, and we're tied 2-2. Look at Wyatt Tomchek, our producer behind the glass. He is a he is an Atlanta Braves fan who uh, is just is, is lose. That's that's the look of a man who has lost his mind. And uh, look, you, you deserve him. it. You deserve it, Wyatt. I would be doing as a Brewer fan myself, and you as a Mets yeah, fan. We, we've had our share of, of heartbreak. I was if I was Wyatt there, I would have been doing the same thing. What a great shot, by the way. Nick Wells, our outstanding technical director. Nick, Nick is uh, Nick is very good as, at his job. Uh, I heard he, a guttural he, scream and, through and, the glass, and, and also Nick hates compliments too. So uh, that's why I'm definitely complimenting him. Right yeah, now. Nick's an amazing. But 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 but, yeah. but but I will say, uh, as Nick said something not 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 for air on in our ear there. But look, uh, this baseball game kind of felt like it should have been more than two one. Houston left a lot of opportunities on the board. Both teams have left a lot of opportunities. There are 14 men left on base through six innings between the two teams. And now, look, you're – I really do feel like at this point, Ben, if you're Atlanta, obviously you don't want to have to go back to Houston. But with the way this is breaking down now, and the big factor for me is Max Freed has kind of been leaking oil now these last two starts. If, if Atlanta's going to win this series – this series does not make it back to Houston. That Atlanta wins this game tonight, wins tomorrow, and the Braves have their first title since 95. That's, I think, the path, the best path for Atlanta at this point. Well, your theory, they've got Luke Jackson up, one of their top relievers in the He's pen now. He's been shaky the, the uh, last few times out. Well, uh, look, your theory of we might just get two pitching staffs who have nothing left, hmm? it, it could come into play. If this thing goes to extra innings, and well, we get a long definitely game, comes into play. all of a sudden you're looking at, uh, I don't know, you and I might be. Stretching out our arms, heading down to Atlanta. Do you think this that was the right move by Dusty to put Javier in? He's been really good in that in that role since they moved him moved him there out of in in late inning spots. I I don't I don't hate him for the goal. Javier has been really good second half of the year. I, I don't I don't have an issue with it either. I know there will be some that may second guess it, but I think that's just pure hindsight. Twenty twenty. You're up. You at an out. You're up. O two on on Swanson and got him reaching. Barely fouled off uh, one one pitch on the O two. So either way, two two now. We mentioned Astros were minus three hundred. Uh, predictably, they are not anymore. Braves minus one forty live, and now you're in game total up to six and a half. Juice to minus one forty. Uh, this thing again closed at a flat nine in most spots. A couple of eight and a half juice to the over uh, out there. All right. We'll, again, keep you posted on that. Keep you posted in uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State, by the way, into the Penn State red zone with 345 to go. Uh, so we'll keep you in the uh, the loop on that. But as we start with our Week 8 NFL previews, as we always do, we will go into our uh, fade or follow the Circa Millions consensus lines uh, on the uh, once we get later in the show. Oh, my. God. <laughs> All right. Why are up the Why are Tom Sheck going crazy? Oh, Jorge Soler. With a drive to left center and deep. And it crawls over the oh, fence by man. about two feet. Back-to-back home runs. The Atlanta Braves now lead 3-2 and are going to be six outs away from leading the series 3-1. Oh, my. Now, the effect of having to play a designated hitter in left field just came into big-time play there. Because I think, that based off of how, big, how, how that was a pure wall scraper there by Solaire, and that is a short fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where that is, that is a an a, a an, an eight foot fence in that part of Truist Park. 
a real left fielder makes that play. I really do think that. Alvarez had the questionable decision to throw the ball. He's, it looks like to, he's hurt. They to got the plate in the last inning center, on the yeah. RBI hit, too, by Riley. But Alvarez didn't get back to the wall. That ball's got to be caught. Or at least has to be a better attempt than that by you Alvarez. Think you could at least not, he still had like a good five that ball has. I think uh, that ball has to be caught. Yeah, but he it would have been a really good catch, but that ball needs to be caught in that he, spot. Based on, on how late he got back there, we're getting the replays now, Alvarez essentially had to broad jump into the wall because he didn't get back there in time. If he was, to your point, Jeff, if he was at the wall before the ball got there, he could have at the very minimum, with how low that wall is and how low that ball was, could have at least knocked it down, batted it into play, or caught the ball. Instead, he is hurt because he crashes into the wall. Running, he's st he's running staying back, in now. But we'll keep him in. 3-2 Braves. Soler gets the curtain call. Oh, my goodness. By the way, Jorge Soler MVP tickets 30-1 to going into this series. Obviously, he started this World Series off with a home run the second pitch that he saw. The first ever yep. leadoff homer in Game 1 of the World Series by the road team. Of course, Alcides Escobar had one in 2015 uh, as the home team. But, look, uh, I this is... This is your scenario now, Atlanta. This is your scenario. You got that back end in the bullpen that's been virtually unhittable, except for the one inning in L.A. with Jackson. This is your opportunity to really put the hammer down and give yourselves three cracks at winning the title. Again, that, this final thought on that, that Alvarez play, we're just getting a couple of reviews and looks at it. They, I always teach you in baseball. You sprint to the spot, and Alvarez did the classic Watched the ball sort of half jog and all of a sudden realized it was too late. Tried to sprint at the end and ends up uh, hurting himself as a result. And it's, again, it, this is this is probably the last year we're ever going to have the pitcher hitting in a National League park. And there have now been arguably two plays in the last two innings that if it is not Jordan Alvarez in left field, this result could look different right now. So yeah, keep that. Right. I mean, that is... One last moment where the American League team can again. I think no one's gonna no one's gonna feel feel bad for the Astros as we know, but the one last moment where you can see the American League team complain that they had that they didn't have the the luxury of the DH. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we we have time to fit in one NFL preview, so we'll, we'll make we'll make it a quick one in this block. Uh, Miami Buffalo. Oh, there we go. Good. <laughs> Four, we don't need a lot of time. Fourteen here. point line of this one, Jeff. Total of forty eight and a half or forty nine. Uh, what what category does this game fall into you? In for you as a better here? Uh man, I, I I'm not really interested in laying two touchdowns with Buffalo, but I don't want to bet Miami. I thought my I thought Tua played pretty well last week. PF, the, PFF will he, tell you he's been graded at over eighty three the last two weeks. But here's the problem though. The last two games were against Jacksonville, who we know is yes. a bad defense, and Atlanta, who we know is a bad defense. Two of the third worst teams in defensive defense. And the Bills' defense is rested, getting healthy, and is already a legitimate top-five defense. I'm going to stay off of this, but if you made me bet it, I'd probably look to betting the under here. That's probably right. what I would look to do. Ben. Bills, 60% uh, pressure rate when these teams met week two. Knocked, as we remember, two out of the game. Six sacks in that game. On the year, first in yards per attempt allowed, second in opposing completion percentage, third in yards allowed per completion. There's a scenario where this, this thing could get ugly. Yeah. And it could get ugly quick. So I would lean laying the full two touchdowns with Buffalo, but not when I'm super interested to bet. Sorry to bring it up with a minute left in the second. Get it out of the way. Only return, we'll talk about a big matchup in the AFC North as the Browns take on the Steelers. That'll be next as we begin our Week 8 previews in the NFL right here on Decent Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. platform for interviewing, streaming, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back in Beeston Bet Center on a Saturday night. Back with Jeff Barles. I'm Ben Wilson. We have started to get into our Week 8 NFL previews, but at the same time, there's also a lot of other chaos happening around us that we have to keep you abreast of. First, Atlanta, the back-to-back home runs. First in their franchise's World Series history. Just the 17th all-time in World Series history. As the Braves take a 3-2 lead on the Astros, End of the seventh inning, six outs away from taking a 3-1 series lead on Houston. In the meantime, Ohio State had a fourth and one inside the Penn State 15, up by six with 2.45 to go. Penn State out of timeouts. They elect to kick the field goal and make it a 33-24 game. And if you're an overbacker here, Jeff, at 61 and a half, or or, sorry, sorry, 60 and a half or 61, now you're going to need a little, uh, you're going to need basically a Penn State backdoor touchdown here to get you home. Yeah. You're, surpri- over- you're surprised that Ohio State, by the way, didn't, uh, didn't you know, go for you know it. What? I, I, in the end, I don't have a problem with either decision that Ryan Day came up with there because Penn State's out of timeouts. Either you go for it and basically can run the clock out at that point, or, again, hey, Penn State, it's going to be really hard for Penn State to score 10 points in 2 minutes and 41 seconds. to beat. I mean, they're going to have to score, recover an onside kick, uh, and then score again. It's just going to be hard for Penn State to beat you. So I don't have a problem. Whatever decision Day came up with, I wasn't going to really have an issue. Okay. Yeah, and look, you're making it, as you might point out, nine-point game, 241 to go. Penn State, though, going to cover as a 19 or 19-and-a-half-point underdog. All right, back to the NFL previews we go. Week 8, big game in the AFC North tomorrow as Pittsburgh takes on Cleveland a game that has had a lot of injury issues on both sides, but Pittsburgh able to come off the bye a little bit healthier than when we last saw them with that dramatic win over Seattle a couple of Sunday nights ago. Cleveland off of not a bye, but off of extended rest, where they played the Thursday night game with Case Keenum in at quarterback, will get the return of Baker Mayfield. Still, though, playing through that torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, but some other injury concerns. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one of his favorite wide receiver targets, out. Top cornerback Denzel Ward, outs. Odell Beckham, a firm questionable, and a total, Jeff, of 18 players on the injury report for Cleveland. Melvin Ingram, the main likely absence for Pittsburgh, the linebacker, doubtful coming in. We have seen this line tick up a little bit, though. Was was really uh, either three or three and a half early in the week. For the most part, I'm now seeing, uh, I'm seeing as high as four and a half in the market, Jeff. There is one three and a half with heavy juice to the favorite out there based on what, uh, what, you, have, what you were expecting, at least, from the health standpoint at Cleveland, I'm not sure what you were expecting coming in. Are you surprised to see the, the move go up a full point, even with what we last saw of Baker Mayfield, Mayfield trying to play injured? Yeah, a little bit. I, I would not. I, I'd rather have 100% Case Keenum over a 75% Baker. I, I think that's based off of what we've seen. I don't think that's particularly close. Look, I, for Cleveland here, this is, this is really actually a big pivot point for both of these teams. 
Because if Cleveland's going to have any chance of winning the AFC North and getting our divisional tickets home, we, we need it. Yeah, you got to win this game. You got to win this game. You got to put the hammer down on a Steeler team that isn't particularly good in your own building. You got to win this game. And for Pittsburgh, Ben, it doesn't matter how bad we think Pittsburgh is, but if they win this game, they get the Bears and the Lions at home the next two weeks. The Steelers are going to be six and three if they win this game, and have a like be a, you're going to be laying a price for them to make the playoffs in a few weeks. Nuts. So That's totally nuts. Which for a season that started off again, they won. This team won in Buffalo, week one, and it looked dreadful for three straight weeks. Even though they, even though if the refs didn't mess up that call in Green Bay, who knows what happens there. But Ben, this is this is one of the toughest games of the week for me to handicap. I don't have any Stay plays away. on this from a traditional sense. I do have a prop later that we'll get to oh, on boy. this game. Oh boy! Oh uh, boy! But look, I uh, I forty two and a half or forty three as well. By the way, the if, if you could still find four and a half, I would. Oh, I would bet. I would consider taking Pittsburgh. Consider it. But in the end, this is a stay off for me. Ben. Uh, behind us and a couple other books have have the four and a half still here. The one like here's what I'll say that would benefit Cleveland in this matchup. You have a Pittsburgh team that overall four yards per play on first downs. That is last in the NFL this season. Browns have been first in the NFL in yards per play allowed on first downs defensively uh, this season as well. On the other side, you have a Pittsburgh team defensively while like they've, they've been getting a lot of good pass rushing from Cam Hayward and uh, TJ Watt, two of the top uh, three highest graded defensive line defenders over really the last two plus years now, but they're 25th in yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs and while Cleveland is going to get a little healthier, they get one of their top two uh, running backs uh, back in a, in a game like this. We've talked about the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt dynamic, where you get Chubb at least back into the fold. First and off rushing offense DVOA, a team behind an excellent offensive line that made even a third string running back look outstanding on Thursday night against Denver. So that's the one concern I would have, Jeff, with backing Pittsburgh. I think Cleveland will still be able to run the ball on them effectively, and I think their defense will be able to force Pittsburgh into some second and eventually third and longs, where you then are forced to rely on Big Ben in pressure down and distances, throwing the ball deep. Having said all that, I also agree with you. I think it's a stay away because of the the, the, the Baker piece to this. The injury concerns, you have Pittsburgh on more rest, and look, divisional game where you expect these, these teams to play a tight, low-scoring game lends me to thinking that, well, I think it's a one-score game. Uh, the difference between three and six, I'm not really sure if I'd have enough confidence to swing that either way. Also, of course, Nick Chubb is going to play, which is a good sign. Right. And, and look, uh, Artist Johnson, we found out last week, can play he, he a can little play. bit. play, yeah. So, look, I, again, I don't I don't think Chubb being back is as huge of a deal as some may make it to be, even though... Listen, it's the classic case, though, of like the, the O-line is what dictates. Well, of course. Well, the O-line I, matters ben, so ben, much I, more. Ben, I would say after last week, that's obvious and also again is another argument for why uh running backs should never be picked early in drafts but again this is a really difficult ga- game this is also a good Tomlin's really good in a situation where he's a where he's an underdog especially in division uh so it's a stay off if you made me play it I would only yeah. take the Steelers from a traditional sense and uh I, I I'll I will tell you this though Ben uh the prop that will be in my oh, best bets uh it's it's involving uh, it's invo- involving Mr. Freermuth. Oh yes. So well, no Eric Ebron. So yeah, with we'll, Ebron we'll talk about that with, later. E- with Ebron out, uh, I, I need to make sure that I actually wait, get, get the correct. We're going to see here. some uh, some twenty two personnel yes, there. there Jeff. We go. Is, that, so, is that what so I'm, I'm leaning taking, towards? So I will say this. I'll throw this out there. I'm taking Freermuth over thirty three and a half receiving yards. There there is some. It's thirty three and a half, thirty four and a half. I like them both uh, over. So we're we're it's going for the big day. The big day for the tight end Freermuth with. Uh, Ebron Jeff, out. Jeff Parles, uh, big fan of the 22 personnel. Just get all the tight ends on the Let's field. Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. Pittsburgh-Cleveland, are, uh, the, the game we start the segment with. Let's also get in one more before we go into fade or follow the Circa Millions consensus. Uh, another interesting game, this one involving a couple NFC teams. 49ers at the Bears. Two teams, sometimes we talk about this one handicapping the NFL. Sometimes it can be a good play to back teams with bad news. Well, both of these teams, quite. Quite a lot of negativity surrounding them after the Niners get blasted on Sunday night last week at home against the Colts, thirty to eighteen, and uh, and the Bears, who I, I played in the contest. It's probably a good thing that I was not on this show last week to to, uh, to give that out as a contest play because uh, just to say I was on the wrong side would be quite the uh, the understatement. 
These two meet up. No Matt Nagy in this game, unable to clear COVID protocols, so he will not uh, be out there. Instead, Jeff, we will see the special teams coach uh, in this spot for uh, for Chris Tabor, the Chicago Bears. He will be on the sidelines. What does it say to you, though, that the betting market did not budge at all when that news came out this morning? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know. I what mean, a shock. I mean, look, they, look, there's two things we've learned this year with, with the Bears and the betting market. The betters love Justin Fields, even though there's been nothing to show you that you should love him at this point. And the betters hate Nagy. I'm surprised and, we and, haven't and, seen Bears money coming in. After yeah, look, look, look I, I will say this. Four across the board, Ben, Khalil Mack's injury, I think, is the biggest thing in this game, though. Because San Francisco, San, I, San Francisco's got a lot of problems. Garoppolo's average at this point. Uh, the, 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 there's all sorts of injuries. Their corners are terrible all of a sudden. We're, I know the weather was ridiculous last Sunday night. But, guys, don't commit pass interference on every deep pass where Indianapolis's best offense was, oh, we're just going to chuck it deep to Michael Pittman and let the defender run into him to get a 45-yard penalty. So, look, I, the thing is, for San Francisco, Echo's not really capable of doing that. So, well, uh, yeah. uh, so I... I I would only bet San Francisco here. Another one I'm staying off. Okay. Total's obviously low, correctly so. So this is tough game. Would lean San Francisco, but no play. 39 and a half. This is a contest play for me, a little bit of a tepid one. I did play San Francisco laying the floor Good luck, ben. in this. So thank you for me, Godspeed. Let me just read off quickly to you. Justin Fields' numbers on third downs this year. You ready for this? Please, go 16 ahead. to 35. Okay. No touchdowns. Five interceptions. Second highest sack rate of anybody. And look, San Francisco, uh, Chicago, 51% of its team's yards on the ground. By far the highest of any team. Browns are second at 43%. Niners, number one defense on early downs against the run. I think the Bears are going to have some third downs in this game, Jeff. And look, Niners top 10 in, under, in both pass and run situations defensively on third down. So from that point alone, there's questions offensively. I think the Niners defensively can do enough to win this game on their own. All right, that game was not in the circuit building. Uh, contest consensus, probably for good reason. We'll talk about that consensus next, right here on Peace Invest. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have some great news for our Colorado-based VEASAN fans. We've partnered with Altitude Sports Radio. Starting Monday, all of your favorite VEASAN shows, including VEASAN Bet Center, can be heard live on Altitude Radio, 950 AM in Denver. We're extremely excited about this partnership that brings VEASAN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all VEASAN shows live on Altitude Radio, 950 AM in Denver, starting on Monday. Get into the Denver Broncos and Washington football team a little bit later as we continue our Week 8 previews in the NFL. Back with Jeff Barles. I'm Ben Wilson. They're, by the way, into the bottom of the 8th in Atlanta. Still Braves 3, Astros 2. Uh, pretty, pretty uh, One of those catches, that Jeff, ending the 8th inning by Eddie Rosario that makes you think, man, maybe this Braves team is just kind of destined this year. I know that's a dangerous word when we we're talking sports betting, but they have gotten every break now over the past couple games. are three outs away from taking a 3-1 series lead, and that was... Quite the stab on a line shot down the left field line off the bat of Jose Altuve. Not all that different from the home run we saw by Jorge Soler to give Atlanta the go-ahead uh, go ahead run in the previous half. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty lucky play by Rosario. It was very, the very rare, as you said, outfielder's stab that works. You don't really see that work very often. But look, again, what a postseason for him. And, and the Braves just... I again, I, a magical run here in this postseason. Really, a, a magical run the last two months of the season. And the, again, the key of taking advantage of your opportunities in baseball when they come about for a franchise that has been known for not doing so over the years. Sure, taking advantage of it this year. Also, it is over in Columbus. Penn State does drive down into field goal range. Tries to. Kick, get the three first, down by nine at Ohio State, but shanks the kick. Uh, and look, most books ended 60 and a half or 61, so that kick would not have even given you a push. Ends 33-24. Ohio State does win, but does not cover laying 19 or 19 and a half. Total does stay under that 60 and a half or 61. All right, let's turn to our Circa Millions consensus plays for week number eight in the NFL. I think we have a, we have a debutante this week, Jeff, and that is a double-digit road favorite crashing its way into the Circa Millions consensus. 
We'll see if either Jeff or I, do we fade or follow these picks? We'll flash up the graphic in a moment. Number one, and this is not really a surprise, all going off of the injury news that we saw come out late on a Thursday into Friday that completely flipped this line, and that was the Dak Prescott report with the calf injury off of a bye for Dallas, seeming to indicate he will be a firm game-time decision for Sunday night football in Minnesota. You see how 1,661 people top selection in the Circa Millions contest, which deadline entries that closed uh, today at 3 o'clock Pacific time. So the betters, they had all that intel going in, the relatively stale line at 1.5. But Jeff, now in the market, a lot of threes, basically market-wide. It's three, some juice to the underdog right now, some threes even money I see throughout the market. But right now, Dallas getting the full field goal with big questions up in the air around Dak Prescott. We certainly understand why, just the logistics of why a better would want to take that in the contest at plus one and a half. You're getting four and a half points better than that. That what the number is right now. Do you think in the end, though, the betters will, will get rewarded for jumping on that solely based off the number move? Well, we we put it in West Reynolds. You did put it in Weekend look, Warriors. Let's go. Look, I, it just here. Here's the thing. It's going to be line value even if Dak plays because. I don't see Dallas moving back to a favorite. I think a pick is going to close pick if da- if Dak comes back and plays. I, I look the reports are not really great on Prescott playing here, Ben. And if you're Dallas, why would you play him this week? The only real thing I can think of is that it is of the utmost importance this year to get the one seed and avoid the four seed in the NFC. Because if you get the one, obviously, you get the lone buy. If you get the four, you get stuck playing whoever doesn't win the West with the Rams and the Cardinals. And I don't think you want any part of that. doesn't matter. There's no difference between the three and the two this year other than the fact that if they both advance, the two would obviously host the three. Because whoever the six and the seven are in the NFC, they're going to be very beatable teams for those other division winners. So, look, in the end here, if Dak doesn't play, this feels like, I don't want to call it a free bingo square, but it's pretty close because Cooper Rush is not going on the road and winning a game in primetime. It's not happening. It's always dangerous to say free bingo no, square, but as you not point happening. out, look, Dak Prescott, the offense with under him for Dallas this year, and if you also want to look at in, in from 2019, the start of that season up until week five when he got hurt last year, in each of those, those stretches of time, six and a half yards per play with Dak Prescott as a quarterback, leading the NFL over those periods of time. With any quarterback not named Dak Prescott, Jeff, on the field for Dallas, 4.7 yards per play. That is 32nd, dead last. From You look from week five of last year till the end of the season, the drop-off could not be more dynamic for, for losing a guy like that. And like Minnesota, for some of the struggles they have had, a team that's, look, it's 500 this year, they still are, though, sixth in defensive DVOA and third against the pass. So, not like you would expect that Cooper Rush, the backup, he did take all the first team reps in practice this week. However, as you point out, Jeff, on the road in that building on a Sunday night game, probably unrealistic to expect him to go in there and win the game. But this is kind of just, I don't know, at the same time, well, I, I, I totally get where you guys were coming from putting it in the contest. To me, this is, this is the ultimate gamble on the positional availability out, yeah. of, out of a position that has a complete swing of the pendulum based on the one guy who is in, or if he is out, in, in Dak Prescott here. So I don't want to touch any any part of this game. Look, and also to Dallas, it's it, Dallas is it's very very obvious now that they were they were lucky to have the bye because Prescott clearly wouldn't oh, have yeah. played last week. And who knows if he even they're lucky that they got the touchdown. They may Dak may not have been able to play the rest of that game with the calf injury. So look in the end here, Ben, if Dak plays, no result would surprise me if Dak plays. Minnesota winning the game by two scores. Dallas winning by two scores. It coming down to a coaching calamity between McCarthy and the dinosaur Mike Zimmer at this point. So, I look, I, the only thing that would surprise me is if Dak is ruled out that Dallas wins the game with Cooper. That would genuinely surprise yeah. me. The one thing I'll say in, in support of the Minnesota play, regardless, this is a Vikings team. 13 of its 15 touchdowns this year have come through the pass, by far mm-hmm. the highest rate in the NFL. You really mean to tell me, Jeff, that a team with Dalvin Cook as your main running back who will come back presumably at full health this week after a bye himself for Minnesota, a, a, a rushing attack led by a guy like Dalvin Cook is 28th in offensive rush DVOA this year? Well, I mean, really, for the, the bounce, do we really expect that going forward with how banged up he had been in the past and 
should be pretty healthy coming back? Uh, look, he, he's been banged up. This is a pass-heavy offense now. Doesn't really surprise me. That, that they're that low, maybe, but I'm not surprised. Last thing for you on this. If, so if Prescott is ruled in, Dallas, you'll probably see a little bit of, of the buyback come, but you say probably not all the way back to a pick. Can you tease this because of the timing here? Logistically, oh I think this was a great teaser. Like if you can if you can bring Dallas through the three and the seven. However, what are you supposed to to pair it with? Basically, either the total in this game or the Monday night game would be your options. And we have we have long been uh, staunch advocates for avoiding teasing totals in basically Austin. Well, you definitely don't want to tease the total. Do you like look? I mean, your options on Monday night are put the Giants to sixteen, which yeah. Uh-huh. Even though we'll I, get to I, that game in a bit. I, I will get to that later. And, or putting Kansas City down to four. Ah, uh, like I don't. Oh. I, I, it's you're kind of a no man's land there. Unfortunately, you so. gotta. You're gonna if, if, with with a two and a half out there right now, at most spots, just gotta take a chance and hope that uh, even if it's Cooper Rush, they can lose the game by a touchdown, and just paired with something else throughout part the day. Of, yeah, part of that, I think the larger point here, difficult teaser week in general, as we're going to get into. It, because a number of the favorites have really been jacked up, including the next team we're going to talk about right now. Your number two pick, we mentioned a debutante, Jeff, mm-hmm. into the Circa Millions consensus lines this week. For the first time this year, a road team laying double digits is a consensus pick, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now in the market, I'm seeing as high, uh, Jeff, as 11.5 at our other studio, South Point, 11 behind us at Circa, 10.5 in the contest. Mike White, the backup quarterback, getting the start for the New York Jets against a Cincinnati defense that has been so good this season where they are fifth in defensive DVOA, allowing points on just 30% of opposing drives. That's third in the NFL. So there's a reason why, Jeff, so many people are putting this in the, in the contest. Uh, w- would you be following uh, this play right here? Even now, we're out of teaser range, basically. We're into big-time money line parlay. You're, you're laying a lot of juice now. Would you still be playing the Bengals here? I know it's your team. I don't want the other side. Like, that's the problem here. I don't want the other side. You don't want your team. You can say. No, I don't want the. I don't want. Look, how are the Jets going to score in this game? That's the big problem here, Ben. I don't see how the Jets. Let's go through this. Okay. At 11 or 11 and a half, Ben. How can the Jets cover the game? The Jets probably, in order to feel comfortable with a cover here, probably have to get to 17. Are the Jets capable of getting to 17 points? Would Mike White, a quarterback, against this defense with a great pass rush, where the Jet pass blocking has been abysmal, to put it nicely, this year? I don't see it. I'm not going to bet Cincinnati, but I sure as heck don't want the Jets side. And if you're thinking, well, this is a high line, Jets home. Eight and a half um, points different from the look ahead two weeks. The New York Jets this year, Jeff, have trailed by double-digit points for 68.1% of their offenses. That's yes. that little. You know who's second? Go ahead. Detroit Lions. Only 40%. Quite a difference. difference. I think the the moral of the story here, probably follow that, I would say. Throw it in some sort of parlay. That that would be me. Uh, More Circa Millions consensus lines will fade or follow those. Final three picks next here on VEASAN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her 
roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. subscribe. We roll on VEASAN Bet Center on a... Busy Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson going through our Circa Millions consensus lines as we fade or follow. Three interesting ones to get to, Jeff. Starting with the game I, I did not. This is one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow. This is a game I did not expect to see in the consensus. Go ahead. The Detroit Lions. Yep. Winless Detroit Lions catching three and a half at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, which seemed to be the most popular pick last week. Among not only this network, but basically every podcast betting show you you heard, it was take the Eagles plus three against their eighties, and uh, that, that totally work. totally backfired. So the betters are saying, all right, Eagles team uh, really not not any good. Let let me let me grab Detroit off of an inspired effort in L.A. last week, in which they cover easily and could have won that game had a couple plays flipped. Let's grab grab the plus three and a half. At least over eleven hundred people decided uh, decided things that way. Jeff, I know you've been very anti-Philadelphia this year. You've been saying from the start you, you felt like they were an under an under-win total team even after the win against Atlanta. You've been somewhat vindicated here, I would say, over the past couple weeks as their true colors have really come out. Uh, the question is, is this the week for Detroit when you're down to three and a half? It was easy to, like I put them in the contest, getting nine and a half against Minnesota, but margin's a lot tighter once you get down to three and a half. What do you think about this line? Well, we already saw Detroit as a three and a half point dog at home two weeks ago, and it was a disaster yes, against Cincinnati. Now, here, here's what I'll say. If I, I, no bets on this game for me. If you may, if For fade or follow purposes, I would follow. I would follow. My big concern here for Detroit is that they threw everything the kitchen sink, the refrigerator, everything got thrown at the Rams last week. And Dan, still Dan Campbell's cousin's, uh, you know, air fryer, they threw Every, that in there everything. too. Everything. Yeah. Everything was thrown at the Rams, and they still lost. I'm just curious to see if there is an emotional letdown after putting everything into that and still coming up short. Heck, they, they faked two punts. They converted two fake punts in that game last week against the Rams. And look, onside I, kick early in the game. There were, there, that it, it just, it just. Do you have enough in the tank to play it, again? Again, also too against a team where it's Detroit. You've got to be thinking, hey, we could beat these guys. We're every bit as good as this team is, even though they have two wins and we have zero. For Philadelphia, I think it's pretty apparent at this point that Jalen Hurts is not an NFL starter, and Nick Sirianni is. It, it, it he might be in trouble because his quarterback isn't particularly good in Hurts. But it doesn't look like an NFL coaching staff at the moment there in Philadelphia. I don't know. It's so early. I, I wouldn't be going. I, I would not be going that far. I, look, I would far. rather. Let's put it this way. So I, you had a so, great segment on this on uh, guessing lines with uh, Gil, Alexander, Chris Andrews. So you, you can remake right, the point. Right. Here. I was going to say. Of it, so Brandon Stanley and Arthur Smith are not included because Atlanta's better than the horrible teams and the Chargers are in a, are in a grouping of their own. 
of the bad teams that hired coaches this offseason. So Philadelphia, Detroit, the Jets, Houston, and who am I forgetting? Jacksonville. Those are the five. Even though Detroit is 0-7, I think Dan Campbell's done the best job of having his team ready to play every single week and having a game plan that makes sense. Detroit at the one clunker against Cincinnati, I understand that. Uh, Philadelphia's had multiple clunkers. The Jets have been completely non-competitive except for the Titan game. Jacksonville has gotten better the last few weeks, but was completely non-competitive for the first three weeks of the season. Houston, great week one. Actually, in all honesty, the two home games. The two home games for Houston, they've been competitive other than that, they've been completely non-competitive. I, again, I would only follow the consensus here. I'm not going to bet it because I'm concerned about the the emotional letdown potential for that's Detroit. valid. And yeah. the concern you always have backing the Lions has now squarely become it's not the lack of bodies on defense or the the shoddy offensive line that's been banged up by injury. It's Jared Goff at this point as a quarterback. Eleven of forty-one this year, Jeff, on passes fifteen or more yards downfield, three point seven air yards per completed pass. That is by far the last among starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Here is the thing I will say in his and this general Lions offense's defense, though, because I also played the Lions in the contest at the plus three and a half. The last four weeks, the opposing opposing defensive DVOA they've faced, Rams were fourth overall, Bengals were fifth, Vikings were sixth, Bears were eighth. They've played four of the top eight defenses in the league each of the last four weeks have had minimal success, as we know with the, those golf numbers I just said. But you get a Philadelphia team who is 23rd in defensive DVOA, 29th against the rush overall, and they're 31st, Jeff, on on early down success defending the pass. So this, to me, it's almost like we sometimes talk about step up in class for certain mm-hmm. teams. This feels like the almost, like, like while Detroit does not have a lot of talent, as evidenced by the fact they're bottom four in, in both offensive and defensive DVOA, to me, the drop in class that they're facing, coming home, having the home spot for them, even though it's a little shorter of a line than you would like as a Detroit better, to me, Jeff, that, uh, that is enough. I, I still They're still playing hard for head coach Dan Campbell right now. That, to me, when you think about who they have played and the experience they have taken from that and what they will then have to go against this week, that's why they, they, will, come very, I, they will come very close to winning this game at a minimum which is why I'm comfortable taking the three and a half, Jeff. I don't know about winning the game outright, but uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me. I do like the three and a half. The one thing I will say to counteract what you said with Goff on passes down the field, this is a perfect matchup for him because the Eagles are horrible 15 yards and in on on passes. You take out Sam Darnold's game against the Eagles week five where Darnold was absolutely horrible. Oh, the, I remember. E- the Eagles' defense against passes that are under 20 yards has given up 83%. 83%, Ben, which would be by far the greatest season in the history of the NFL for quarterbacking. Uh, all right, let's so, check it down all so, day long, baby. So, Come on, just, Jared. Just, just go Captain Checkdown, and you're going to have a chance to win this just game. Just go Joey Harrington 2003. Just, I mean, just, just go, do that. Just go peak Alex Smith here. Just go ahead. Captain Checkdown is the way to attack this, de- oh, this defense. Man. We're following Lions plus three and a half against the Eagles. Mark it down. Another game, Jeff, that I'm a little surprised finds its way into the consensus only mm-hmm. because in the other contests we track it down, the Westgate Super Contest, this is a line that is only one. And early in the week, it was the other team that was actually favored in this spot, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. But the Colts are a consensus play laying two and a half at home. Now, in the market, it is up, as you see on your screen, with these odds via VEASAN.com, various books around the market up to either two and a half. There are some threes out there with juice to the underdog. A little surprising that people would still even at, it's not really a bad number, Jeff, but it is now just the market accurate number as opposed to having a point or two of a, of, of a number better than the market. They're still laying it with Indianapolis. We saw, Jeff, that surge of tight money early in the week. We saw Tennessee for a day or two favor, uh, t- favored by a point or point and a half. Things have changed pretty quickly, though, at least in the market's I, why do you think that is? And, and do you agree with, with this move here? So Indianapolis, this is, first off, humongous game in the AFC South. If Tennessee wins, the race is done. If Indy wins, Indy gets Jacksonville and the Jets at home in the next two weeks. And they're going to be squarely in the AFC South race, thanks to being, I mean, they'll probably be a two-touchdown favorite against the Jets on Thursday next week, and they'll be a double-digit favorite against Jacksonville the week after that. 
So the race for Indy to get back in this extraordinarily important game for them. When, when this is all said and done, Ben, we put this in the contest play. I was a little more lukewarm than, than my partner Wes Reynolds on that. So I, in the end here, I, no result would stun me because Indianapolis has gotten a lot better the last four weeks. And Carson Wentz has looked quite good, actually, which is a big sign for their potential success the rest of the season. So, I, again, it's a, it's a follow with Indianapolis. I'm not surprised that it was two and a half. It's probably going to be number two consensus in the Westgate. Only New England, which I know we'll get to at, here at in a little one, bit, yeah. will be number one because the number is six on New England in the Super Contest. I would just point it. There's a couple of things. One that would make Ryan Tannehill, giving him a lot of support in this Titans offense, one that is somewhat negative. We'll start with the positive. And you mentioned the improvement this Tennessee team has shown, which will get starting left tackle Taylor Lewan back this week out of concussion protocol. Tannehill's only been sacked once in his last 59 dropbacks over the last two weeks. And the Colts have the worst pressure rate in the NFL. There's going to be time for Tannehill to throw. The issue is he's without his top wide receiver, Julio Jones. Without Jones, Jeff, in weeks four and five, only uh, 248 yards per game passing and two touchdowns combined. Keep in mind, those were two games against two of the worst pass defenses in the NFL in the Jets and the Jaguars. We know what happened. The outright loss to the Jets in one of those games. They did beat the Jaguars on the strength of Derrick Henry. Indianapolis still has the number one rush defense DVOA this year, despite getting run all over by Derrick Henry in the first meeting, which tells you a lot about this defense. I think Indy, like Indy will be able to hold up against Derrick Henry. They've done it once already. They will do it again. Now with Carson Wentz back to full health, Indianapolis wins this game probably by a touchdown is my thought here. So follow that one. We're doing a lot of follow uh, One more to talk about. We'll get to that on the other side. Fifth contest play coming your way next here on v at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.